0: Previously on Call Casters, Mr. is dead. Gleam and Silver Striker finally did away with the villain. And while most people won't know anything happened, our two heroes can rest easy, knowing that the biggest threat to Kellyburg has been stopped. When they came back to the present, they were greeted by Straightjacket, who recruited them to a special timeline protection team. Now that everything is done, let's see what their lives look like now.
1: Hi Chris. Hey Kay.
0: You know, this is this is a little bittersweet, I think. How how are you feeling?
1: Yeah, it's weird. This has been my full my first full real long form campaign and it's coming to an end, which is kind of sad, but also kind of exciting.
0: Yeah, for sure. I feel like campaigns don't finish very often. (laughs) There's always something in life that comes in between. Finishing a campaign, but it is nice that we got to finish it and do some fun things and, and some weird things like switching a system in the middle, Yeah, uh, which is, honestly, I m- might never do that again. I
1: mean, uh, hopefully <laughs> we won't feel the need to switch systems in the middle of a game. That being said, masks was True. fun, even if we didn't get Very a fun. whole lot of time with it. Who knows? Maybe sometime in the future. I don't think I ever end up using right. you in like any of my moves ever, which is Okay. <laughs> hey, you got your uh, moment of truth, and that's That's bigger than anything, right? That's more than uh, Kyle got. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I guess let's get started.
0: Silver Striker, you are on a street doing your rounds for the evening. Nothing seems too bad going on. You might have like stopped a couple of people from crossing the street when they shouldn't have, and there was a car coming or something like that. When you're on a walk, when you're on a uh, a patrol, what does Silver Striker do? What does she, what is she thinking? What is she doing?
1: At first, it was always uh, looking for trouble, looking for trouble, looking for trouble. And to some extent, it's still that, where you are looking for problems to solve, you're actively patrolling, but with time and experience, that kind of becomes second nature. You don't really think about it, but your eyes are always wandering, trying to see if there's anything out of place. But it has gone to a point where I can kind of just really go for a walk. Patrolling is getting my, my daily steps in, trying to get some sun and just just chill. Normally it doesn't stay chill for long, but the little nice moments are always nice.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think too, it's been about six months since the time traveling and all of that and things have been like really calm you know i think you've probably been spending this time being a superhero of your own volition right you're you're being a superhero someone's not forcing you to be a superhero the things that like silver striker has thought about the past events and especially what it meant with you being essentially hypnotized into believing these memories. How has that like shaped Silver Striker for now and for the
1: future? It's been an experience. It's difficult when you don't know what memories are yours and what memories have been given to you on how you should respond to situations, how you should respond to people, how much of your thoughts are truly yours or just something that's been put in your head. But feeling as if your thoughts are not your own and that you don't know your place in the world are not unique thoughts to Charlesy. That's something that a lot of people struggle with. And Charlesy's also lucky enough that she's in a position where she can still kind of write her future. She still gets to write her story. And so after the the tremors of trying to figure out where I am, who I am, what does that mean? Charlie just kind of had the chance to pick a direction and go for it. Doesn't mean that every now and then that things get a little crazy and things go not as planned, but that's also how life works. And she has a good group of people around her that she can figure out as she goes.
0: So you're taking this patrol and you're walking down the streets of the mills still, it's getting to be a little late, not super late, maybe like seven ish because of the time of year it is that does start getting a little dark. But it's not like pitch black dark right now. As you're walking along, you see a woman running towards you who looks super frantic and is yelling and screaming. And she sees you, sees that you're kind of in like a super suit type of getup, and says, hello, hello. Are you are you a superhero? Uh,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. What's up? Are you OK? "I
0: I, I need you. Please follow me.
1: I'm right behind you.
0: So she's basically running at a full sprint, which honestly, let's be real. You're going to beat her anyways, uh, to wherever they're running. And she goes down a couple of blocks and then stops in front of a building, uh, like a row home and there's a row of trees and she points up to the tree and she says, my cat, my cat's been stuck up there for like 20 minutes and I can't get her down and she won't come down and I don't know why. Can you please, can you please just get her down? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I can get her down. Yeah. And so I kind of just take a few steps back, kick the toes of my shoes to make sure they're they're firmly set. And I get a little bit of a running start, kick off the tree and grab the lowest branch and just pull myself up. I'm trying to think of how I can make you roll
0: for this, just to (laughs) see. I think I'm going to do directly engage a threat because if we're being real, a scared cat is kind of scary. So... I'm going to have you roll to engage a threat uh, just to see what happens. You're definitely going to get it, but I just want to see what happens.
1: I got a nine.
0: (laughs) Okay, you are able to like pull yourself up on the tree. You grab the cat and the cat's fine, a little skittish, but isn't like biting at you or scratching at you, maybe hissing a couple of times on your way down. You kind of trip up a little bit and nothing happens. You just look really stupid coming down from the tree. You come down. And the lady says, "Oh, you got her, Schnookums! You got Schnookums! You're, oh, you're, you're really a hero."
1: Yeah, 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 no problem. I'm glad, I'm glad Schnookums is is doing better. And I go to my way to hand the cat to the lady and not put her on the back on the ground, lest the cat decide to go immediately yeah. back up the tree. Yeah. She she takes the cat. And she says, "What? What's your name?" Oh, it's Silver Striker. I've been a little on and off the scene lately, but trying to do my part around here. It's been quiet lately, so I guess I'm doing a good job, right?
0: You really are. And she goes to give you a hug, but it's like a, you know, one-armed, she's holding a cat type of hug, so she kind of just leans into you (laughs) Um, (laughs) and says thank you.
1: Yeah, no problem. I hope you and Schnookums have a good rest of your day. You too.
0: And she runs off to her house, which is a few doors down.
1: Charlesy just kind of after a few seconds of just the fact, letting the fact that this situation just happened sink in. She just laughs herself. <sighs> well, I don't know if Gail's going to count that towards me about my <laughs> needing to solve some problems, but it's whatever. It's fine. It's fine. So as as you're like thinking that to yourself
0: and you start walking a little bit, you feel a rush of wind and Fleetfoot stops beside you and says, I've been looking for you all over the city and I finally found you because I heard your name because I just happened to be like one street down. And
1: did you really just rescue a cat? Well, would you have rather that I didn't rescue the cat? I don't see what the problem is here. No, no, it's just cute, I guess. Well, you know me, very cute. Oh my God, okay, so. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I know you're like on patrol or whatever, But there is a new coffee shop that just opened like four blocks down. I don't know if you want to like hang out for a little bit. I have a thing to do afterward, like maybe in like a half hour. But I
1: don't know if you want to hang out. Yeah, I'd love to. I'll take a half hour with you any day.
0: Great. And she fully just picks you up and you're four blocks down in about 0.2 seconds. So she opens the door for you. For this coffee shop, it's just your typical coffee shop. It has that like quasi Italian feel to it where, you know, the walls are tiled with earthy colors and there's some very basic, typical, but first my coffee type of signs on the walls and stuff. She tells you to go sit down. She orders your favorite drink, whatever that might be. Um, What does Silver Striker
1: drink? Silver Striker normally actually doesn't drink coffee. She'll get a uh, like a London. Is it called a London Fog?
0: Yeah, London Fog. Yeah. Okay, so she gets you a London Fog, and she gets herself a double espresso, of course. Gets down to the table, sits down. She says, "So, besides rescuing cats,
1: anything exciting happened?" Well, let's see. There was Schnookums, the cat. I got a football off of someone's roof. I managed to help a lady cross a crosswalk. She was very nice. Um, She tried to get a little handsy with me, but I handled it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see, what else? I don't know. I just, everything was pretty quiet today. It was gorgeous out, a nice cool breeze. Can't really complain.
0: She smiles at you and then kind of gives a big like, ugh, yeah. Nothing exciting happens anymore. It's kind of boring. I mean, like, I like like being with you. It's just like, you know, I've been doing these, puts air quotes in, good missions where, you know, like, I babysit a politician or something. And I miss the fun stuff.
1: Well, I was going to say at least it pays more, but it probably doesn't, does it? No, it doesn't. It doesn't pay more at all. (laughs) How come we have to have morals? It's... (laughs) I I only kid slightly because, Mm. you know, it was nice when you were kind of rolling in the dough, but we're fine. A little less excitement does suck, but I'm, I'm enjoying having quiet time with you. Yeah,
0: that's fair. And like if we ever wanted to, we could just like spend a couple hours at the Grand Canyon or go to the beach, whatever. I think it usually takes me like, what, 45 minutes to go to the beach? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we always have options. Wait, can you run on water? I've never asked this before but it's one of those things that i've always like thought about okay so the thing is like yes but
0: but and this is an important but if it's hot there's like less tension less surface tension or like something i don't know how it works but if it's hot maybe i get slower when it's hot because i like you know i'm worn out a little bit easier i don't know but when it's hot i trip sometimes and just like face into the water it's not great yeah that doesn't sound great but hey, take me to the Arctic, and I'll be fine. <laughs>
1: no, thank you. I've <laughs> I've been to the North Pole before. Let me tell you, not much going on. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm the speedster, and you've been to the North Pole? Yeah.
0: Even as a good guy, you have more of an exciting life than I do.
1: There's not even like anything there. It's just snow. I don't. I don't even remember if there was penguins or or penguins in the. I don't know, like nothing was happening. See, this is what I'm talking about. So you guys have like a a nice talk
0: for a while. Is there anything you would like to specifically talk to her about? Is there anybody else you'd like to like reach out to right now?
1: I don't think there's anyone I'd really like to reach out with. I am just spending my time with Sandra and making the most of it because you know definitely one of those people who the most of my life everything was happening all the all at once always had to be doing something and so it being quiet has really forced me to be able to live a more slow and quiet life although life will never never be slow with fleetfoot obviously (laughs) but the quiet is not so blaringly loud anymore and things don't always need to happen I'm just enjoying the piece with, with uh, Fleetfoot.
0: Yeah. So you probably talk for another like 20 minutes. And then Fleetfoot mentions that Gail asked her to uh, make sure that the festival that the RPG is throwing gets done on time. And because she's a speedster, that means that she, you know, can set up quicker. And she's upset about it because she feels like that's a very boring use of her of her ability
1: (laughs) yeah no like there's there's people whose entire job is to do production work and set up and clean up and all that stuff it shouldn't just be your problem just because you do things fast i don't know i think it's
0: like there i don't know if you've noticed but there hasn't been a lot going on in the past few months and so i just really feel like gail is trying to keep all of us busy like morning glory did an interview the other day and you know morning glory doesn't do interviews so i just think it's you know we're all bored
1: and so we just all have to do stuff i guess she's trying to make sure you guys stay so busy that you don't accidentally become villains but might accidentally make you guys villains by giving you <laughs> the most boring jobs ever
0: by being so annoyed about how much she's asking us to do yes exactly you get it
1: she doesn't ask me to do my things anymore i think she's low-key given up on me but hey I the paycheck still comes in so if only we all could be like that paid and forgotten about it's pretty nice
0: yeah that would be really nice yeah okay well I guess see ya or whatever
1: yeah catch you on the flip side
0: she still even though you've been dating and like for real dating your choice dating for the last six months she's still very awkward with goodbyes and just kind of, like, awkwardly shoots you a a gun, a finger gun, and zooms away. As you're enjoying the rest of your London fog, you get a text from Pushup, who asks if you want to help two weeks down the line with an event at the community center. Says that, you know, with the uptick in help from Pear, there's been a lot more kids coming and things like that, and he's kind of drowning, so he's hoping someone will help him.
1: I shoot a quick text back. I'd love to help. Obviously, as you know, I can't give 100% confirmation on being able to be there, but with how things are going, probably not going to be a problem.
0: He texts back. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Hero stuff. Whatever. Thanks. You get to enjoy your day. Are you gonna keep patrolling
1: or are you just gonna keep chilling out? Well, now that the sun's probably close to setting or finishing setting, I'm just going to kind of watch it and then finish off the rest of my drink. I haven't been to many parts of the cities in a while. You know, I've been here and there. I've, I've spent a lot of my time in just some of the central areas. I haven't been over to the, uh, the hole in a wall in a while. I haven't seen a movie. So maybe I'll stop out and see a movie. You know, when when life was this crazy, I need to truly take advantage of the quiet times. I wanna head over to the, the theater.
0: You take a walk to the theater. It probably takes like 25 minutes, a half hour. It's not that far away. As you get there, you see it and it's largely unchanged since the last time you saw it, probably a couple years ago. Of course, this was the movie theater that after a villain attack got destroyed a little bit, but instead of repairing it to be a closed building, they just decided, the owners just decided to make it a community theater where people can just come and watch movies. You get there and there are like, they're running like some Pixar-esque shorts before you know, the movie actually starts, maybe an episode of some random kid's show or something. And you can see that there's a poster that says that they're going to be playing. (laughs) No, I have to think of a movie. Um, The Deadwood Horror Picture Show. (laughs) No, that's too dark for kids. Jeez. I just said they were playing kids TV shows. (laughs) Okay, you know what? Yeah, you're right. And it says that they're playing Deadwood The horror picture film that is a great thing that you know everyone should watch or you know listen to whatever. There are definitely kids there running around, five or six year olds, and some of the parents are like, "Oh my god, are they're playing Deadwood? Maybe we should go." You know that kind of thing. There's an owner there that um, his name's Carl. He is like, "Listen, tomorrow night we're having a, a kids' event. We're showing like three kids." shows all day so come back tomorrow that kind of thing and of course there are like it's very casual lawn chairs nothing intense yeah and you can watch a movie for a while as you're sitting there watching the movie you see a a slightly green flash but it could be part of the movie you don't know from up behind you martin grabs your shoulders and says boom and comes and sits beside you and says hey how's it going doing good haven't seen you in a while martin how you doing oh i'm good i'm good you know just doing what i do i asked if i could be the one to ask you this because i don't know i never get to ask people hey you want to like go on a mission okay before talks
1: about missions Uh uh how long have you been uh going in the mustache
0: Oh, okay, so maybe like three months. Listen, you know, I'm an influencer. Oh, three
1: months, honey.
0: Whoa, (laughs) whoa, are you saying it looks bad? I'm going for like the, you know, the the line, the little, what's the?
1: I, I don't know what it's called, but I know what you're talking about. You know, maybe that's actually popular with the kids. I wouldn't know. I was expecting like, oh, two days. If if that's what you're going for, do it. Just if I were in your shoes, I want someone to be, you know, honest with me that as long as you didn't think that was a full mustache, then it's okay.
0: His face goes full serious. He like grabs your hand and holds it in both of his hands and says, "Silver, you need to be 100% serious with me. Have my followers been lying to me?"
1: I don't know anything about your followers. I just think that you have too nice of cheekbones and such a good jawline that unless you had like maybe slight some slight stubble clean shaven is a better look for you but also i'm not a influencer or social media manager how are the uh the hip-hop clip clop i don't know clip clop that sounds right
0: clip clop clip clop's fine silver you don't understand if you're right that means Glint Hawk is right, and I can't let her have that satisfaction.
1: Oh, okay, that's understandable. I think you should go to a neutral third party, maybe Gleam or Kala, but maybe not when they're both there, because I feel like they, neither of them would be able to give a, like a true answer to you when the other's there, you know? Ah, yes, I know. He kind
0: of rolls his eyes. Fine, we never had this conversation and you'll never mention it to Glint Hawk.
1: Sounds perfect.
0: Perfect. You wanna come?
1: <sighs> sure.
0: Okay. Great. Uh,
1: yeah. Never stays quiet for long, does it?
0: No. And he grabs your wrist and like forces you to run with him, just like down the block, not that far. And you can see Straitjacket, Dazer, who you know previously known as Ghost, uh, Kala and Dar, and Glint Hawk. And Glint Hawk says, "Hey, uh." We're about to get your friend. You want to come?
1: Who's my friend? She just points at Kala and Dar and rolls her eyes. Oh, are, are we not able to say names anymore? Is it Kala? What's what's going on, Kala? What do
0: you mean? Nothing's going on. We're, you know, are you coming
1: or not? Of course. I. This is too much drama that I could be passing up. I'd love to watch this show. And help on the mission, too, I guess. But secondary, secondary things.
0: Dazer looks at me and he says, yeah, the mission's secondary. I love watching those two interact. It's it's pure entertainment. And Straightjacket just rolls her eyes and says, okay, y'all ready? Because I'm ready. Ready as I'll ever be. Okay. Be prepared. Well, be prepared to try not to get stepped on. And Kala and Dar opens a rift
1: and Straitjacket leads you all through. What do you mean pre- be prepared not to get stepped on?
0: Hi, Kyle. Hey. How
2: uh how are you feeling now at the end of Kellyberg? Uh sad. I'm actually very sad. I don't want to see it go. I if you if you wanted to just make a new villain, I've been begging you to for like the last three weeks. Just do it.
0: Maybe maybe one day I'll have a few new villains for Kellyberg. We'll see.
2: <laughs> I don't want to let go. I'm too attached. This is the first time I've reached like the end of a campaign with a character, so I'm like, no, I don't want to let it go.
0: That's fair. That's fair. I know it is sad. But, you know, on to bigger and better things, right? Yeah. So, Gleam is sitting in an office, a very familiar office to us. It's the office in the Applewood Apartments where a murder might have happened a little bit ago. You're not sure exactly how long ago because of time, and time is weird. Yeah. But you are... Sitting there, and Shift and the Violet Avenger are there, and Sentry is just, like, walking in, and kind of just says, you know, something snarky, like, well, if there's gonna be new bullshit, I might as well know about it type of thing.
2: Yeah. Well, if there's gonna be new bullshit, we might as well get right to the bullshit. I reach behind the desk, and I pull out two duffel bags. One is a duffel bag just filled with guns. (laughs) <laughs> and the other one is filled with raffle tickets and party supplies. They all look at you confused. I Okay, yeah. I, I realize that bringing these two things up at the same time doesn't exactly bode well together, but that's cool because these are going to be separate. So, Violet, you and the community outreach are yeah. going to take this bag of guns, our top shooters, and the headhunters... They have, like, a couple little operations going. I'm thinking we can move on those, kind of expand our territory out a little bit. You know what I mean? You know. Go crack some skulls. You don't have to use the guns. They're just theirs. Like, you know. All right. And then... Shift! I hand him a bag full of, like, raffle tickets and, like, a list of, like, prizes and things like that. We have a community day coming up at the rec center, and we need, like, somebody to, like, set up and make sure... All that works out, make sure everything's going a-okay.
0: So, let me get this straight. You're having Violet do the, like, violent stuff, and you're having me throw a party.
2: Yeah, but I I, I need you to get your homies with the cars and make a little bit of ruckus just in case Para wants to slide in while Violet's handling business. All right. Yeah, I
0: guess I could do that.
2: See? It all, it all works out in the end, right? Like, everybody's getting what they want. Yeah, uh,
0: the Violet Avenger kind of smirks at Shift and says, yeah, I'm getting what I want. I
2: don't know about you, bud, but, uh, I'm pretty good. And Shift just kind of rolls his eyes. All right, well, I mean, now that that order of business is taken care of, sell a lot of those raffle tickets because ever since we cut down on the other drugs and only started selling weed our profit margin kind of gone down a little bit but if we make enough money from this we might actually be able to turn ourselves into a like legitimate marijuana dispensary business here soon enough so like we can go straight and narrow soon enough right shift uh says
0: yeah, I guess, uh, I mean, we could just also run a car business. I guess we could do both. And Sentry says, yeah, man, let's do both.
2: Why not? I'm in for it. This is why I like getting all these heads in a room at one time. You guys are so fucking smart, man. Let's open all the old garages. Let's tune cars and we can sell weed out of the garages. Like, let's do it. We got money for that? Do we have money for that? V, do it. Did our accountant say we have money for that? For
0: uh, opening business.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. We got money for that.
0: Yeah, I mean, King was kind of hoarding a lot, so we're good. Yeah, we're good, big hero.
2: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then like splurge a little bit too. Put like two flat screens in the waiting room. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We could do that. Hell yeah, man. It's good being king, y'all. I like this shit. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why he had such a hard time. Like it's crazy.
0: Uh, because he murdered a bunch of people anytime they disagreed with him.
2: So you know. Yeah. And look how that worked out for him. Now he's dead. It all comes full circle at the end, right? Yeah. All right. Well, it was a pleasure meeting with all of you, but I have to get ready for my date. And I really, really don't want to fuck this one up. Violet Avenger
0: slaps the desk and says, ho ho, big hero's got a date. Alright, boys, let's go do our thing, cause uh I think he's gonna want some privacy to to deal with
2: his date stuff, right? Just go. Just go. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know what that was, but do that somewhere else, cause the awkward from you is gonna transfer over to me and it's gonna fuck my whole date up, man. <laughs>
0: Listen, I—it's been a really long time since I've had like official conversations. You know, you know how it goes.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm, sh- I'm gonna, go 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 go. Shoo shoo.
0: <laughs> I. They all like very awkwardly shuffle out. Uh, you hear Sentry say to Violet Avenger, "Bro, what was that?" I don't know, man
2: oh just a bunch of dudes being dudes in a room full of dudes (laughs) yep
0: so you're getting ready for this date where are you guys going on your date
2: i've heard i've heard there's some good restaurants down on the riverbank and like i think we're both kind of like foodies a little bit so i i've ordered some uh i've ordered some and had it delivered to uh the old subway station i had like one of the goons go pick it up and i got a surprise waiting for her down there in the subway station all right uh are you picking her up or is she meeting you there ah unlicensed but completely ready to drive i uh pick <laughs> out one of the nicer cars in the garage and i uh whip it out
0: all right so you grab a car you head over to like the other side of the hills to get to Kala. uh she's already waiting on the sidewalk, you know, the ever-punctual Kala,
2: And when she sees you roll up, she gets into the car. Hi. I, you know, I was starting to think that I was late cause you were already out. You look great tonight, you know, like, what am I talking about? Thanks.
0: Thanks. I mean, you, you, you know, I'm, I'm always, uh, I'm always
2: a little early. So it's, it's just me. Well, I need you to do me one favor. And I hand her a blindfold. And I'm like, put this on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what?
0: I've always learned, don't ask questions with Gleam. All right. And she puts on the the blindfold. All
2: right. I go through the motions driving, you know, real simple. Just kind of like point A to point B. Not driving too crazy, but there are a couple times when, like, I wait till she gets, like, comfortable with, like, the smooth driving. Then I hit the gas a little bit. Just kind of yeah. like... Just scare a little bit before I get to the station. And as we enter, I'm like (sighs) escorting her down the stairs. All the lights are off until we get towards the backside of the station. Like through a couple of like beat up train cars that are like covered in murals that she can't exactly see because it's dark into like a more private section of the station. All right, go ahead and remove your blindfold.
0: She cautiously takes off the blindfold, but she definitely
2: doesn't. All she sees is just a dark room. I'm like, oh, my bad. I totally forgot to, uh..." and I touch the wall. And as I do, various paintings of like clocks with like hearts for the hands and like, (laughs) other different eras of time begins like lighting up in almost like a neon-esque way creating this like nice little cubicle of art to uh enjoy this nice italian food laid out it's some very beautiful carbonara with a little bruschetta on the side you know what i mean just like something real good the fancy olive oils on the table and the goon that I had bring all the food is standing in the background with a butler's uniform on holding a half melted ice cream cake. <laughs>
0: um. So when you light up the room, her eyes like widen and sparkle, you know, you're wanting to like go directly into like sitting down and, and eating. And she probably takes a good like 20 minutes just looking at every single part of, like each mural and being like oh I see you did like the 1800s here and oh this is is that a dinosaur like you know like just being really excited about it and eventually she does sit down with you to eat is like uncomfortably looking at the butler the butler goon Um, just like you know one of those things of I'm eating in front of a person who's literally, literally standing there watching me eat but Um, she does eventually settle down and and starts eating with you.
2: (laughs) Pay pay him no mind. I threw an exuberant amount of cash in his face for him to do this. So, yeah. All right. Sure. I mean, he does have the cake, though, which, I mean, as soon as we're done here, I'm probably going to have to send him to get a new cake. It is, uh, looking sad. Nah, it's all right.
0: I've been I've been uh, experimenting with just changing the time of an item and not like all over. I think I can probably bring it back to like when it was
2: cold. I just take my plate and just like push it off the table, just like onto the ground. That is the coolest shit I've ever heard. Do it. All right. All right. She she
0: like goes up to the butler. She says, I would suggest putting that down on the floor just so I don't accidentally, like, I don't know, mess up your hands or something. He puts it on the floor and she rubs her hands together, puts her hands, like, right above the cake, concentrates for a few seconds. To you, it's almost like it was always like that. Like, you know in your head that it wasn't, but it looks like it was always like that. So your brain is kind of, like, confused, but it looks brand new, not half-melted anymore, just completely new. (laughs) Ta-da!
2: You know those moments where, like, people see, like, something cool happen, and they, like, jump up, and they're like, Oh, shit! <laughs> yeah. That is my full response. I just, like, jump up, like, Oh! That's fucking sick! Like, oh. Hold up. Uh, since, I mean, we're obviously gonna be closely working together now, or whatever. <laughs> Should we be thinking about, like, a combo move? Like, I don't know. Like, so, I sometimes, like, sometimes superhero duos have that. Like, what if... What if i threw something and then you like stopped it in time and then so i've 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 been
0: thinking about exactly that all right so and she goes into like the super smart mode of talking about angles and all of this stuff that like you know nobody really actually understands and starts talking about how if you throw a conduit at a person or shoot an arrow and then you know you change positions and look like you're gonna shoot an arrow She can rewind time and have that arrow shoot back at it so that it like catches them off guard because they're expecting the arrow to come from the direction you're at now. And it's like just going on and
2: on about all of that. Absolutely just like slack jawed at just like the idea of it. I just have like those big like puppy dog eyes just like, oh my God, she's perfect. She's like, so, ice cream cake? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) The
0: butler cuts the cake for you with a a like random knife he has that's like you know like a butterfly knife or something. Just cuts the cake for you because he didn't have time to get an actual knife, or at least he says he didn't.
2: I sh- I just grab him by the sleeve. I'm like, this isn't the one we use on on Goldie's guys, is it? I soaked it in alcohol. Yeah, good enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. All right.
0: Yeah, all right. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He cuts the cake for you, puts them on plates, and hands them to you. Um, are you looking to talk about anything in particular with with Kala?
2: I just I wait till she takes like her first bite of cake and I'm like, oh, you got you got something right right there. It, it's right, and I like scoop some of the frosting off of mine and just like smear it on her nose. I'm like, ah, oh, it's right there. Ah, got you.
0: She says, haha, very funny. And before you even realize it, she reversed time and made it so that she redirected your hand to go and touch your nose. And she's like, ha you got something on your face. Oh, it's going to be one of those
2: kind of nights. All right. Yeah. Cake fight. And I just kind of start hucking cake just like playfully. We could we can yeah. time warp it off. But I feel like a little fade to black with a, a little cake fight is probably a Nice little, nice little scene yeah. ender. I don't know. I feel like it ends up like we're smearing cake and it's just like yeah, a little kiss <laughs> and then fade. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. So she, like right before the end of the date, you know, we can fade to black, but she does let you know that there is a mission coming up in a few hours and they'll pick up silver before they pick you up. For
2: sure. I just have a little thing I got to take care of, but I'll be all geared up. Alright, sounds good. I, uh, gotta go change now. And I grab, like, my little backpack that I have. It just has my hero gear in it. I'll, uh, I'll see you later. <laughs> or whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she says, I'll see you later. Or, or whatever. It does the exact There's, same like, thing.
2: like, a can on the way out. I, like, trip on it. I'm like, you yep. shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah now that like the sun's starting to go down a little bit it just seems like the perfect time to go sit and visit my pops yeah so
0: there's a little church uh in the south side that has a graveyard beside it it's or a cemetery beside it it's smaller um it's meant to be for unofficially it's for like community leaders and things like that and there is a tombstone with his name on it that has like some flowers and stuff beside it that you haven't put there. But you know, it seems like other people appreciate who he was. It's a nice quiet evening. It's probably like the sun is probably going down right now.
2: I make, I make my way up to the, uh, to the headstone. And as I've been doing since we kind of got back and like every once in a while, even when I was just in hiding, I, reach into my bag I take out a uh a spray bottle that I usually use to like clean off my gloves and things like that and uh, a rag and I go ahead and I clean the top of the tombstone real quick just to like pay respects and I make sure everything is nicely organized like I readjust the flowers and I just kind of like take a seat I'm just like hey it's kind of we're now doing this since I've now actually had a full-on conversation with you, as an adult. But uh, I I don't know. I I thought that taking out who took you out would kind of make a lot of the pain of all this go away, and in some ways it did, and. I I feel comfortable knowing that he's never gonna do anything like that again. But I don't know how you did all this, running a whole organization and maintaining peace in the streets. Like I, you had a lot going on, and I'm starting to see that so much more. I thought. I thought becoming a hero and entering that whole spotlight would be so crazy, so hard, but sometimes it's just kind of going back to your roots, seeing what we really do to survive out here. It's a lot. I mean, I don't know if you'd like some of the changes I've made or even really approve of some of the ways I'm running things but I hope you do and I, I just wish you could tell me I have Violet and I know you trusted him to I guess keep me on the straight and narrow and he's doing a great job you couldn't have picked anyone better and he's been here through this whole process and he's the best right hand I could ask for we created a whole service of heroes working for the south side just to make sure that we can handle some of these situations that would have popped up so we never have another king situation i i think the cycle might end here if we do these things right you know I never want to have another situation, I just never want to be in another situation where the people doing right are the ones taken out by just those looking to take control or power or anything like that, like, I'm doing hopefully everything I can to make things right, you know? And I, I, I'm, I'm still sorry that I feel like it was better for me to know who I killed was the right person instead of just keeping you here. Sorry.
0: As you're talking to your dad, uh, it gets a little windy, a little breezy. As you're like finishing, you notice that there's a little paper flapping that looks like it's being like it's under a rock, like right by the uh, headstone. When you pick it up, it has a little note, a little letter written on it uh, that says, I'll never forget the time that you helped me put a new tire on my car when it was three o'clock in the morning and I was coming to pick up my wife to deliver her baby at the hospital. Because of you, everything went smoothly and I'll never forget that. You'll always be missed.
2: Mike. I kind of like stand up and like brush myself off a little bit. Do like a once over, make sure everything's looking nice before I, uh, take a few conduits out of my pocket and I charge them up with like the colors of the riders and just kinda like leave them scattered around the grave. Then I'ma head home. I'ma head home to get my gear all together. I gotta go get my bow, my arrows, you know. Gotta get ready. Yeah.
0: The Heroes of Kellyberg campaign on the Callus Casters podcast stars Kyle Constant as Gleam Chris Liebert as Silver Striker, and Kay Wilson as the GM and Keeper. Music by Tyler Halcombe and Kay Wilson. If you like what you're hearing, check us out on Twitch where we have a weekly hangout stream about TTRPGs and pop culture.